Howdy, everybody out there. This is Big Beefin'. This is JP, and I am one-third of that Big Beefin' show. This is Aaron Rollins. What's doing, boy? Now, you may be asking, what is Big Beefin'? Well, the answer is quite simple. Big Beefin' is... That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> you stop listening halfway through. I knew you were podcasting. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's his goddamn yard, and he put the property tax on a damn thing. And he said, wait a minute, Rollins. You got to be smarter than a fucking average bear. And I looked at him. I said, that goes both ways, buddy. And he kept talking. I just left. <laughs> average bear. That's a, that's a yogi. Yogi bear, right? Isn't that... It's a Yogi Bear reference, but that's not the fucking point, man. There, the, there, there's dark matter. Is there light matter? Well, that would just be normal matter. Like all uh, all of our normal matter would be the stuff that's not dark matter or dark energy. Uh, um, in quantum in quantum physics, and this is going to be a fucking terrible description of quantum physics. But you know how you know how you have a light switch. You have a light switch. Yeah. So quantum physics is basically if your light switch was on and off at the same time. What the fuck? That's quantum physics. So that's bullshit. If, Aaron, are you okay? Did, didn't you tell that one yesterday? I just told that one yesterday. Like, Aaron, are you okay? That he states that Bigfoot is there in plain sight. You just choose not to see him. <laughs> that's not what I meant, damn it. Fuck you. Never mind. Never fucking mind, John. You don't want to fucking walk your fat ass and don't walk. There you go. See? That is. <laughs> no. Uh, no beat to drop. So let's get right to this. Hello, my name is JP. No need for no MC. I've been keeping it real since 1983. <laughs> just, just enjoy the show. Hello. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Big Beefin proudly brings to you, it's the Anchor Podcast Tag Team Champions of the World, the Road Dog Aaron Rollins, the Badass Shane Rollins. We are Big Beefin. I only got half of that. All right. Well, John wanted me to work on like a, I don't know, I, I got an intro already. Why do I got to do another intro? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck you just did. <laughs> uh, yeah, whatever. So what are you up to? You eating a sandwich or something? No. Why would you assume I'm eating right now? It's almost ten o'clock. Oh, I don't. I don't know your food schedule. What do you know? I don't know your food schedule. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, did you have you found a have you found a job? Uh, no, I'm looking though. A friend of mine gave me a part time job. He said it's mine when I want it. But him move. Uh, oh, he said it's helping him move furniture for his um his moving company, and uh, he's trying to expand. He's just having a really hard time finding reliable workers here in Waco. It's hard for him yeah. to get people to stick. Like I think in the last six months, he's had five people come and go. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard work, but it's always in demand. Yeah, you know, you've always, always got work, and uh, the tips are, are pretty good, too. We, we hired movers one time. We'll never do it again because they, they charge by the hour. Yeah. And they were, like, moving super slow. Like, everything was to keep our stuff perfect. And I was just like, come on, man. Oh, they were, so I, they were I riding finally, the clock. Halfway, 
they were riding out the clock. Yeah, and you know we had a long trip. I mean, it was from Arlington to the south side. How of long Florida. was it? Uh, to probably took about thirty minutes to get over here. Thirty. And they were just you know, on top of them. You know how slow they were moving. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to get them to move two big things, and that's it. We just don't have time. And everything else, I had to load up in my truck. Nothing. Huh? What's that noise? Is that her fucking motorcycle? <laughs> it's my fan, damn it. <laughs> oh, you're oscillating. No, fan? it's just a fan. I didn't realize it was that fucking loud. No, it sounds like somebody's putting by on the dirt bike. <laughs> Keep going. Judy Buff Jr. <laughs> um, what do you want? So, yeah, I went to the I went to the bookstore tonight, looked at some new books, you know, something picked up something to read. What'd you pick up? Uh, it's this book called The Orcs. Oh, what's it about? Fucking orcs, man. <laughs> Shit. You got to curse at me? Goddamn. Well, uh, so, but the problem is I got two other books that I have. To oh, yeah. How many you got? Reading now. You know, and you started writing your, your next story, right? Uh, I got some ideas for my next story. The, the little piece that I shared on Facebook was, uh, the piece for my first novel that's going to – it's been kicked back to the editor. Uh, they wanted me to make some changes and approve it. Right now I've got it approved. And, man, i got to tell you, for the money I'm paying, I, I'm not hopeful right now because when I looked over the novel, I was like, dude, they put this in print. It's going to suck. You know, big, did, did you – yeah, because you, when you read a novel, what you read – I mean, yeah, you want to read the story and the content, but you're also reading it because how it looks – how it's put together, how it's made. You, you look at things like spacing, like when does a chapter break and how do, you know, do they have special symbols or artistry in it? You know, I, I think there was a book called Artemis Fowl and it was a whole huge, it was a huge series, like 13, 14 books about one character. And she had like hidden riddles in another language hidden in the book. Like when you turn a page, it'd be some, you know, runes or something like that. Some symbols, right? And if you deciphered it, it gave you a hidden message over the entire book series. It's stuff like that that, you know, people want to see. And so when I picked up my or when I downloaded the copy that the editor sent back to me, I was like, dude, ain't nobody going to want to read this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're at it, in like, uh, it doesn't have a really good flow. There's, there's uh, strange page breaks. The, the symbols have all been moved around. I, I wouldn't read this. It, it doesn't it doesn't uh, flow very naturally, and so I had to. So you're not happy with the editing? Uh, well, so they changed up some of my um, punctuation, which I didn't realize was a problem. I thought the way that I had punctuated it was correct, but the way they changed it, it's uh, it's I guess it's technically correct. I don't fucking know, but um, they they changed up a few things, and so I went back. But then I saw some stuff in my typing, and I was like, wait a minute, they didn't catch this and change it. What the fuck am I paying them for? Yeah, I know how that feeling goes. My editor did the same thing when I was working on my book. Oh, yeah, you mean me. <laughs> yeah, you were my editor. <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Well, you know what, man? Yeah, the, we had a gimmick going back and forth for a very long time, so I want to hear that shit. How many times did I do a piece of my novel it. and you added some dumb stuff into it? But I put mine up for sale, <laughs> goddammit. Like you can go buy mine. <laughs> I've actually made money. Mine's going to be available for sale, too, so I don't want to hear that shit. That's why I didn't give it to you, because I knew you were going to do 
<laughs> oh, yeah, and shit about, hey, he asked where the corn was. Don't nobody fucking eat corn in this fucking novel I have. <laughs> in, uh, in November, when I was trying to write my second one, well, well, I could just, one, one, before I get into my shit, but one critique I have of your book is the wordiness. Like, it's very Tolkien-esque. Well, I think I, um, that was the goal. Like, you can tell between different, what you call it, um, viewpoints. And the different viewpoints, you can see that, uh, you know, the, the language changes a little bit. And that's, that's the whole purpose, is that with one group, they talk a certain way. With another group, they talk a different way. And that's the whole idea is that, uh, you know, from perspective to perspective, you can tell that there's not only a cultural difference because they're different creatures, but, uh, uh, you know, a grammatical difference and all that shit. So, you know, yeah, I, I, I was going to say it was it, part of that is just it was hard for me to write that many fucking words. Okay? So I had to throw some shit in there. And then I realized after I was like, you know what? This company already approved my my work, even though it didn't meet like a word requirement or any of that shit. Well, it did meet a minimum word requirement. But after that, I was like, you know what? They're probably not going to care if I chopped out some words. They're probably actually going to think better of it because it'll help save them on production. You know, the more the more pages you have, the more expensive the production is. So I went through it again and I changed up quite a bit of it to, to make it a little bit more succinct and, and shit like that. Yeah. Well, in November, when I tried to write my 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 second book, I decided to go like to a, a whole different genre. Um, it was called uh, it was going to be called Bantam Black. And it was totally different than than the other book. But the problem is, is that I had the character, like the idea of who the character was, but I didn't know what the fuck the plot was. Like, I, 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 well, no, I had an idea what the plot was, but I don't have the conclusion. Like, I don't Conclu- know how it ends. And <laughs> if, if I start, if I start writing, and then, and then one thing I realized that I was, I keep fucking up, is I go into their histories too damn much, and I keep trying to get away from it. I was like, no, focus on the action. Don't talk about the past. Well, focus I on think the action. But it's hard to fucking describe the people without focusing on. Yeah, Shane, and I, I want to give you give you some encouragement here. Is that you, you want a little bit of that? You know, Jay George Martin didn't get to his success level by not you know keeping his books short. His books are incredibly long, and you know that's that's it's true that that's not what people are attracted to. But there is a, a certain uh, appeal to knowing that these objects have a story of their own. And, and a lot of people want lore. Yeah. A lot of people want a backstory for like, okay, well, what happened with this item and where did it come from? And, and what, it, why is it powerful? What makes it powerful? And people want to know that. Right. Yeah. There was a, there's a, like a paragraph in, in one of the game of Thrones books and they come across a statue and they're like thousands of years ago, the blah, 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 blah. And it's like all this shit that has nothing to do with the current, story in any shape or form it's just explaining why the statue is here and it's like oh okay uh but when i go into like my character's you know her origin story or uh, you know this guy's why he's motivated to to kill all these people like it's just kind of it's where it starts getting muddy because it's like okay if i go too much into this the reader's going to be it's it's a fine balance like you said um well in, in any case i just couldn't get inspired i, I couldn't get inspired wow. with it and I, I only got like a couple chapters in and then um, and so now I'm thinking, OK, well, let me let me write a sequel to the book that I've already fucking wrote. Let me do that. Let's just straight up where I'm at. I want to finish my apothecary series because I think even if Baron doesn't take off, 
I really believe that the apothecary novel is going to a very huge yeah. crowd because the. No, it's, it's actually a good concept. I mean, it's a warrior. It's a mix between Warhammer and superhero stories. And right. And there's, good. there's a lot of technology, but then there's also a lot of uh, tactical uh, appeal. You know, there's a lot of technical military jargon that a lot, like the, one of my military friends um, who was reading it, he said, dude, this, this almost gave me a hard on because of all the, the jargon you were, you were using was like, Oh God, it felt like I was back on deployment again. And I was going to go fucking kill some terrorists. And that's, I mean, I don't want to create that effect, but if it has that effect, then that means I'm doing my job, right? That means I'm, the, well, that means I'm ahead. keeping it true to uh, its inspiration because the military did sort of inspire this novel. Yeah. My, uh, my only thing with that, that story was the whole uh, getting attacked by the random dogs. That yeah. just seemed like a stretch yeah. to me, man. Well, you know, I had to throw in, and that and that may change, you know. But that was just something at the time I needed to throw in some sort of backstory where, uh, you know, where where most people would have ran away or you know not even fucked with it. This guy just decided to to stand his ground, and that kind of came back. You know, this didn't happen to me. I didn't get attacked or scarred up by some dogs. But there was a classmate of mine that did. His face got bit up real bad, scarred the hell out of him. And um, I wanted to kind of, you know, pay a nod to him because that changed his life. The fact that this dog bit the shit out of him. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the whole story behind the dog attack, but, you know, the fact that he got bit on the face and lived through it, you know, it wasn't like it didn't, he didn't lose an eye. He just had some scarring around his nose and lip. But, you know, just to kind of do a nod to that guy and show that, uh, you know, I, I still remember him. People don't forget. I was going to say, uh, so, so I was thinking about how I would do my next book. And then like the other day. Oh, yeah. Like, how are you going to do it? Huh? How are you going to do it? Oh, well, man, we're going to type it out. But I was the other day I was. Uh, thinking, oh, shit, you're gonna... I was thinking about it. And well, I got um, my, my uh, where I work at. They have like a newsletter that they publish every three months. And I'm good friends with the chick that runs the newsletter. And she's keeping she keeps asking me to help contribute articles because she gets run into a problem where she ain't got enough shit to put in a newsletter. So I was like, you know what? I, I watched the, the Shazam movie. I recorded a Shazam review. I really liked the movie. I've seen it three times. Let me write out a Shazam review. So I wrote the bitch out. It's probably like a page and a half long. And How long? It's a pretty good review. So I, I, I do spell check. And I was like, all right, well, let me do a proofread because, you know, other people are going to be reading this shit. So I proofread it once. And I was like, all right, got it proofread. Let me go through it one more time. Proofread it two times. How long does it take you for every time you proofread it? What, like two minutes? Yes. Yeah, you don't like even that. read it. Yeah, it's yeah, only a page and a half. Well, yeah, and then I go back like, and – so I send it to her. And I was like, you know what? Before she puts this shit in the paper, let me read it one more time. And sure enough, there's still fucking errors in there. And it's like, God damn I know it. How I, I know it, man. This is only a page and a half, and I, I I mess up shit like instead of the it's it's just he, and instead of like uh, own it's on. I mean it's just constantly fucking up, and I'm like, I, I know, man, because when you see when when I think of you reviewing something, and I use quotations there, uh, I think of you just like, oh yeah, nothing sticks out. All right, it's fine, and you look over it again. Uh yeah, nothing's still sticking out. All right, fine, and then you finally get a little conviction, and you're like, okay, let me actually read it. And then you're like, oh, shit, there's actually some stuff wrong. <laughs> well, you know, when I wrote, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, they say the way you fix that is to read it out loud. 
But the problem is, if you're reading what you wrote, you read it the way that you wanted it to be. So it doesn't fucking help, you know, unless you unless you're listening to yourself. Slowly. You got to read it slowly. And so me, um, what, what I do is I read slow. I've always read slow. I always try to absorb the words and I try to analyze like the grammar structure. And I, I try to just make sure that what I'm reading, I actually get a good mental picture of what's going on. OK. And so when I was reading my novel, was finding little details that were wrong. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. That letter, there's no there's no E at the end. It's just TH. Or I, I put IM instead of him. Or like you were saying, it was uh, on instead of own and, and so forth. Hey, Daniel, what you doing, boy? I'm just chilling. I saw you online, so join on the end. Man, man. What y'all talking about? I just got in. Bullshit. Oh, we were talking about writing books and the challenges and reading books and yeah, bullshit. You know, just how difficult it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, <laughs> one, at one point, I want to do a. Uh, yeah, man, it's just it's just a whip, man. Getting everything all grammatically correct and uh, just so much. The thing is, is that there are so many people putting out books every damn day. You have to bring something to the table that. Uh, is going to capture people. It's got to be something that's like, oh, yeah, great, another fucking uh, magic novel or a fantasy fiction novel or a high adventure novel. You got to bring something new. You got to bring something that, you know, people are either going to laugh at or something that's going to move them a little bit, maybe touch them on an emotional level or something that's going to inspire them. It's like, dude, this guy wrote a fucking great ass book. I want to write something. And so you, that's what you've got to do. You can't just write something straight out the gate and be like, okay, this is going to be an awesome, you know, novel. That's not how that works. You got to review it. You got to look at it. You got to get feedback from people. You, you got to put in the, the, the effort to actually create something. It's, it's not about just typing up a story. I mean, Tolkien, he did that in his time and he's, he was a master at it, but he didn't have the, the same precedence that we have now. You got people like J.R.R. Tolkien, you got people like Brian Jakes, Ben Counter, Graham McNeil. And then these are just a few fantasy fiction writers. Um, they, all these people have kind of laid the groundwork, and you've, you've got to one-up them. And I hate to make it sound like it's a competition, but you've you got to do something bigger than what they've already set down in order to just get noticed. Uh, you, not everybody can write a New York Times bestseller. Daniel, what's the last book you read? Oh, shit. I think when we used to live at the house – I think soon I would be invisible in some other book. Oh. I try to remember. Yeah, I that got was that pretty good. Hard copy. He wasn't reading soon shit. Be... It was the hard <laughs> copy, I... I think. No, no, it was the soft one. So yeah, I I got it in hard copy. I, I went out and bought it after because you let me borrow it when you had it. I, I went yeah, that shit was own. good. I love that book. I, uh, well, John said he's got a copy of it too, but he ain't fucking read it yet. So God dang it, John. I think he's had it for like five years, and he just ain't ready. <laughs> what were we talking about last night? Was uh, with John Aaron when he's going off? Oh, he said Michael knows about pulling ahead or something. Like yeah. That. Oh, yeah. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> Speaking of that, Shane, yeah, yeah, the other people in the podcast need to listen to the podcast. I was like, dude's talking. We, we, we talk about the same shit. I was like, were y'all, were y'all here last time? We're, we're, it's like, they don't take the time to listen to the podcast. I heard all of your podcasts, even John's podcast. And, y'all, and sometimes, guess what? About the same shit again. <laughs> Daniel, you're not listening to my podcast. My podcast ain't ever the same. I can't, I can't find yours. I try to look. Yeah, Aaron, yours is hard to find. Uh, 
Well, one I know one thing we constantly fucking. I say the heard. name of it at the end of every fucking episode. I can't find it. Is Shane can't find? I can't find it. Something's going on. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to throw John under the bus because man, he keeps bringing up Warhammer. Like he always wants to talk about Warhammer. He loves that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, Aaron's got Aaron's read like a shit ton of Warhammer books, so he can just go on and on and on and talk about the Warhammer. And I was like. Well, damn it, we're not a Warhammer show. I don't even know if any of our fans yeah. like fucking Warhammer. Uh, no, that's you got to be very careful about that because somebody will come down and fact check me. It's like he hasn't read the latest uh, novel in that series yet, so he doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I don't want that shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it's Daniel. It's been like four episodes where we spend like thirty minutes talking about fucking. Warhammer. I know, I hear them all. I'm <laughs> <laughs> them, boy. Except for <laughs> I can't find. Yeah. Well, John's John man, I, I hate to be critical because I mean I, we all have our off days, but John's podcast this morning, Daniel, I think he was a little off. I, I yeah. Uh, I, I told John sometimes it reminds me of an old man. Yeah. Like, restaurants because you were that time I told us John, look, uh, look, Google them. You John's like, no, I'm not <laughs> John, it might be shitty. It might be a one star. Come on. I want to try a new shit. Yeah, he was uh, this morning. He was talking about somebody left a, a video game in his driveway. <laughs> and he and he, go, he goes inside and starts bitching at his wife because she thinks that he threw his video game out. I'll be mad too. Then, like fucking game in the driveway. Well, the come to find out. Come, come to find out, somebody just threw a damn game in his driveway. Like he still had it. His game was in the house. His wife comes out. Jeez. and She's like, John, your game's here. And he's like, Oh. And I don't even think he said he was sorry. I think. He no, did. I don't think he did. You know how John is. Uh, <laughs> you're sleeping on the couch that's how that goes it was crazy would you hear the story john before he would park in the car or like have it at the right spot he runs in there mad as fuck then he comes back out <laughs> john was that bad. he had to hurry up inside bitch at her then go outside and just the car why is my game out here? Why is my game in the driveway? She's just like, what? Like, she doesn't know what the fuck's going on. I like, oh, just, like, let's go roll up to, into your room blaming you for something you didn't even do. But, but in, in the podcast, like, he glances over that. Like, he, he doesn't really get into that, like, how he fucked up. Like, it's like, John, you made a very critical error. There. <laughs> you know, you need, to, you need to point that out, you know, that. And at least apologize for what you did. Some slack, man. Because <laughs> you know. that's, that's going to make people not like you anymore. <laughs> but yeah, Daniel, you're right, man. We got to get better about it. Uh, because in the beginning, I used to listen. Uh, I would go back and I would view the podcast in the morning. But we've had a couple of them where I was like, I, I, I don't want to listen to this shit. <laughs> yeah, I, had a, I think uh, the one before y'all were talking about like, I'm not gonna lie. When y'all talk about like sci-fi and shit, I'm interested. Like, I don't know why y'all talk about like when you talk about certain like uh, per- paranormal stuff or science and stuff. It's good. I like when y'all talk about that. Well, and I was telling John, John wants to get away from that. But whenever you like, I was doing a search. Like I was trying to find like all the platforms that were on, and they got us grouped in the paranormal categories. Like you know, with Bigfoot and flat Earth and okay, UFOs. Like we're grouped into that shit. So. 
I think you're right, Daniel. I think we probably need to break into that a little bit more. And plus, it's easier to break into because everybody wants to talk about it. You know, I mean, yeah, y'all, 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 when y'all get excited talking about it, that one uh, podcast, I was like, man, y'all really into it. Yo, y'all, y'all were like on the ball on it, talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, we have we have good days. We have not so good. Days. <laughs> it becomes uh, it becomes a lot of conjecture and theory before too long because you know all this technology comes out that says it does this and it says it does that. You you, you have no idea if it's actually working until you use it, and then you have to you know weigh your results against multiple periods of 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 testing. You gotta you can't just use it once. And be like, oh, it works. It found a ghost. But no, you can't do that. You got to go and like go to several different places and make sure that it's consistent. And you you just can't sit there and run the ball with something like that and say, okay, we found ghosts or we found alien activity or stuff like that. That's a very uh, that, that's going to cause people to to lose respect for your opinion because they're going to well, think you're crazy. You know, me and Sarah, we watched Ghost Hunters for like ten seasons, so ten years of fucking Ghost Hunters, and there was maybe one. Did you- one compelling piece of evidence that they presented out of all the 10 years that they were doing this show. A lot of it, a lot of what you're, you're watching when you watch ghost hunters is five guys sitting in somebody's fucking house with night vision on just looking at each other. I mean, there's nothing going on, you know, where's the ghosts. Usually what they do is they discredit the claim that there's a ghost. Yeah. That's what they try to, and they've done a damn good job of it because like I said, there's only been one piece of evidence that they've had that was super compelling uh, it was that lighthouse one in Florida where you look up and you see this character going over the banner. You don't know what it is. It's just a shadow. And they that's go up there the, and there's nothing there. Yeah. yeah, that's probably the best one that they've done. But, you know, other than that, they just really haven't caught shit. And as the cameras got better, they caught less and less. And they had to turn to other ways. They had to start bringing in. I don't know if Ghost Hunters brought in the medium, but I'm sure they considered it. Or maybe somebody that was like an empath or something. And, you know. And then they have all these like little devices where they're trying to measure shit like uh, the electromagnetic field in the room and, and then the white noise. And then they try to decipher messages in the white noise. I, mean, I don't think they account for the fact that, you know, if that thing's putting off a signal and, and it receives a signal, then you could be getting all kinds of crazy shit in there. You know, man, you can't you can't take cell phones in certain areas because there's interference from the signals that are getting bounced around or. It's the, the walls are made of certain material that don't that block your signal reception. So, And another thing, like just at a fundamental level with the whole, now I don't want to say that maybe ghosts aren't real. Maybe they are. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, there's things out there. That's that something I can explain. prove, so I can't say they're not real. I can't say that right. they're real. But what, if, you, if you're a ghost and you have this ability to, you know, to take form and manifest into the physical world, why would you manifest like as a fucking a little child or an old lady like that's not fucking scary well, why would you show up as a fucking t-rex or a, a velociraptor <laughs> shit out of people <laughs> yeah, yeah why wouldn't you be a why wouldn't you be like a monster you know why would you come out as just an old person hold on a second man shit so the school of thought, <laughs> the school of thought behind that is that um they they're very attached to their emotions so if a little girl died and she died as uh i don't know like she was run over by a car or she was shot or maybe she was abused then those emotions are what keep that spirit there and they take the shape of what their emotions are tied to so if they were a little girl and they were killed uh you know traumatically then that's when they you know they're going to take the shape of that child 
Sorry, Sarah's watching this fucking show called Muck, and this chimpanzee's losing his shit on the show. God damn. Yep. Um, Good shit, man. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, been doing, no, man. Huh? What you been doing, Daniel? I've just been chilling. It's my day off today, so we're just chilling out. Watching movies, yep. which nothing's good on nowadays. So, watching movies. Do you hear that? Do you hear that? Uh, Aaron left that dangerous job. Yeah, yeah. Listen to the podcast, sir. I know he did. <laughs> Congratulations! I'm glad that's going on. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Daniel knows it, and we can't even fucking remember what we talked about. Like, <laughs> another another guy that listens to it was telling me he was like. Yeah, you know, I tried just chiming in on a random episode, but when y'all started referring to a, another podcast, I realized I had to listen to all of them to figure out what the hell y'all were talking about because it kind of builds up. <laughs> because that increases the, the listenership, doesn't it? Well, no. I mean, ideally, like in a perfect podcast world, each episode would be its own contained episode. You don't have to rely on another That's episode. I was trying to come up with shit, man. I was trying to do segments and stuff, and you're like, no, no, no. <laughs> I, don't think I, ever, I don't think I ever said that. <laughs> Daniel, you know Daniel, you listen. <laughs> I, I, I listen. <laughs> I just, I just in the background listening to y'all asses. <laughs> well, I mean, Daniel had the first time. Daniel's like, why can't y'all talk about the weird shit more? But the sci, the sci-fi, you know, the, the bullshit, the the theories, the you know. Well, when I first started the show, there, Aaron, me and the first, the first episode me and Aaron did was on cartoons. Like that was the first one was on cartoons and uh sometimes me and john will go off on a rant like on superhero discussions um but yeah no, I, too you were talking about like uh exo squad uh, uh yeah. the knights of justice one uh, that, shit, that shit was you know back in the day it was yeah, it, was yeah. it hasn't aged well our uh well that's one of our top our top shows too like as far as like listeners uh, but the the number one is still the one where we were singing the songs and shit. That's so oh. that's that, that's the problem. Is like John thinks that you know singing the songs is is the is where the gold's at. But it's first first of all, it's fucking hard to do, and second of all, we suck at it. And you know, I I, I know it got a lot of buzz, but I don't think that's I don't think that's our strong suit. Is where we come in here and we sing random fucking songs <laughs> and, that are shit. I mean, if you listen to those damn songs, I, I know you did. Well, it's another like, thing is, is that uh, you can't just keep on talking about the same cartoons unless you're actually watching these modern day cartoons. And I'm not going to do that. Modern day cartoons suck. Yeah, yeah. I'm out the the only cartoon that I watch regularly is uh, Young Justice and Dragon Ball Super. That's it. Those are the only two that I watch. Shade, I just get back watching King of the Hill. We went, we just watched the first episode. I was laughing my ass off. This King of the Hill up. is fucking hilarious. Like, I wish that show was. How does how is King of the Hill off the air? But you know, fucking uh, Simpsons is still on. You know, yeah. I mean that is that's not fair. Like I think King of the Hill just needs to be right there with the rest of them. It's a yeah, that's true. really good show. Uh, you know, with that Bobby's like that's my person. Do the nuts. <laughs> you know, that's good shit. It, the first episode is real good. It's the one where he. He looks like he's beating up his wife and kid, and the social worker had to show up. It's good. I was like, he called the guy jibble head and shit. It's a good episode. <laughs> yeah, I have to, I have to revisit that one. Where are you watching it on? How how'd you get it? You just watching uh, it online or yeah, online. Yeah, 
I, uh, yeah, we uh, we had we had cable, um, but we gave up cable, so now we're on the antenna. And like, we have to like, if we're gonna watch a show that's that's on cable or something, we have to like buy it, like you know, individually buy the episode. So I don't know. I don't, I won't, there's a lot of stuff that you know, unless it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime, that we just don't watch. Or if, if it's like on the normal TV stations, like the normal CW shows. We watch a lot of those. But even Netflix has been letting me down. I'll be like trying to watch some newer shows and they just whip out trash did, sometimes. Did any of y'all watch Triple Frontier? I, yeah. yeah, that's the one with uh, Ben Affleck and Oscar Wilde, I think. No, no, no. I didn't watch that one. My bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Isaac Oscar's his name. Isaac Oscar, yeah. They. Uh, so the premise to that movie is they're, you know, they were ex special forces. And, you know, they get back into the world and most of them are just kind of like their average. They're doing okay. They're not making a lot of money, but they're getting by. Like, it's not great. It's not terrible. But one of them, like, gets popped for cocaine possession. The other one's his business is starting to fail, so his wife is leaving him. And then this other guy goes and works for, like, counter. uh, He's like DEA, kind of like that. And he's, like, trying to kill this drug lord. So he finds out that this drug lord has a shit ton of money. And he's like, well, you know, we could uh, go in and take the money and kill the drug lord and kill two birds with one stone. Everybody gets a lot of money, and I get to kill this guy I've been hunting for years. It's a win-win-win. And, of course, you know, the plan, everything fucking goes to shit. Oh, yeah. Just You know, it starts off, I mean, they execute it good. Like, everything executed is falsely, but it's executed too good. And they get a little carried away with themselves, and of course the shit just hits the fan. And by the end of it, it's like was this even worth they were it? carrying that money for what? How many miles? They were carrying yeah, like they had bags, to go. bags of money. I was like, yeah, oh. they were like in Colombia, and they had to go over the Andes Mountains to get to the ocean. And are you listening, Aaron? Yeah, Bobby. they had a they had a chopper. Uh, it was a military chopper, and they're carrying this money. But the guy who their their pilot, he's like. You know, this money's too heavy. It's, it's, we're not going to be able to carry this shit over the mountains. And they're like, ah, it'll be all right. <laughs> and away yeah, they go. Tried, that thing was way, like, it was like, like carrying, you know, bags of bags of money. It had to be like a, a few thousand pounds. Of money. Their original plan was to take 140. Their, their original plan was $140 million. That's what they were going to take. They ended up getting like $250 million. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? It's way over what you, you. Why couldn't they just put the money aside somewhere and just come back and get it? Or yeah, that's you know, what like, I was thinking. Just put like hide not, it or something. Yeah, I mean, if you're flying up into the mountains, okay, why not have two nets? One net, you drop the fucking money, and then you come back later and get it. Or you do two loads. You know, you're like, all right, uh, we're gonna somebody. You stay here. We'll go offload this, and then we'll come back and get this one. Why couldn't they fucking do that? Why, why you gotta do it all at once? Grab as much as they can. Because you yeah. at one point they were still at the the house. They're like, "What are you doing? Let's get out of here!" Because you know, there was still, one guy was still trying to get money. It was like, "Come on, y'all getting too greedy." Yeah. yeah, that's a good Netflix show. But other than that, uh, I've been watching Amazon Prime. I, I finished the uh, season two of The Tick. That's a really good one. I don't think he says spoon in that though. I don't think I've heard him say spoon. Oh, yeah, I don't think I I've heard him say spoon out. one time. It's good though. It's real funny. I mean. It's crazy because, like, my memories of the Tick cartoon and this show, it's like, it's like they're acting like the cartoon characters acted. It's weird to me, like, how they do that. Like, do you remember they tried 
they did a live action one, but it, it didn't do that good. So this is like yeah, the third, that, is it like the second or third time they brought it back? Uh, I think this is the second time. The first one had pa- Patrick Warburton in it, the big guy from Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's been he, a, he, uh, he's also he plays a, a famous voice actor. And, yeah, he plays Brock in um, Venture Brothers. But he uh, he was in the one that was on Fox, and I think it only lasted like one season, and then it got canceled. Um, that one's on Amazon Prime too, and I've watched a few of those episodes, and there's a pretty good reason why it got canceled. I mean, it's just not. Yeah, it's not I, I tried great. watching it. It was. Ugh. But the new the new tick is actually pretty good. It's pretty enjoyable. Uh, and Patrick Warburton, he's a producer on this, so I guess he's trying to redeem himself from the last one. Yes, he has to, man. That last one. <laughs> Redemption. Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> old old Andy. Oh Shane. Y'all y'all ever watch Barry Lyndon? No, I haven't heard of that. What is it? Oh man, it's an older movie. Uh, I try to remember the director's name. He uh I I love it. Uh, Barry Lyndon. Yeah. No, I seen uh I saw Schindler's list recently. Oh that's what it is. Stanley Kubrick made a movie. Oh yeah, he's a good he's a good director. I like Stanley Kubrick. If we ever get a chance, check it out. It's it's actually uh, got some really hilarious parts in there. What's it called? Barry Lyndon. Benny Lyndon? Yeah, it's a, like Barry and Lyndon's like L-Y-N-D-O-N. How do you spell it? Okay. I found it. Like, All right. I might check it out, see what it is. Is it like uh, Clockwork Orange? Oh, no, no, no. It's like a... Uh, like a, it's like an old piece. Uh, what would you consider it? Like, uh, it's around like the Civil War, but uh, it, it doesn't really do too much about the war. It's ma- mainly the Barry Lyndon guy. Oh, okay. We'll check it out. It's, it's pretty wide. We'll check this, that this one out. Part, you're going to be tripping out laughing. I swear. <laughs> mm, I like, uh, I like uh, freaking uh, Clockwork Orange. Oh, yeah. It, it's, yeah, I didn't see that movie till like you know, like five or seven years ago. And since I've since I saw it that one time, I've watched it like four or five times since then. It's, but it's a fucked up show. Like oh, I don't yeah. know why I like it so much. It's fucked up. Like it's, it's not a positive message. No, know? it's not. <laughs> it's about narcissism and uh, vul- vulgarity and love and you know breaking the rules and shit. Yeah, and this dude, he's a he's a bastard, and like he gets away with it, and he gets set free at the end, and he's back to his old self. And by the end of it, and you're like, what the fuck? Like this is all this shit that he went through, and we're back back to where we started. It's weird. The ending was wild because his friends be like, would it like two his friends became police officers, and they were like, the yeah, they caused the crimes too. Yeah, they became cops, and they like they they were they knew that he couldn't attack them, and they. They pushed his ass to try to get him to, you know, get a reaction out of him. And uh, that's crazy. about all that shit. Huh? I'm not going to lie. I forgot about all that shit. You've never seen The Clockwork Orange? I said I forgot. Not that I... Oh, it's a good movie. <laughs> never mind, man. <laughs> no, it's good. Go check it out again. Watch it. Uh, check it out. Take a look at it. I was trying to tell Aaron at the start of the show, Daniel, I was looking for a good book today. I think I'm going to go get a library card because I'm trying to read uh, Dune. 
Y'all know uh, you still working on it? Are you, which one are you uh, working on? Which unit? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't even started it yet, Daniel. Oh. Like I even got the damn book. I want to get the book so I can read it because supposedly Dune is like the landmark sci-fi novel. Like because I've, I've read Battlefield Earth, I've read Ender's Game, I've read Ready Player One. You know, so now I guess. You know, Dune is Dune's the big one. That that's the one that you're supposed to read. It's all about the spice. Um, you need you need to get out there. Yeah, need that spice. It's like a travel travel warp speed. <laughs> Wasn't there some robots and shit in that world too? Like in Dune, didn't robots like take over at one point, like a long time in the in the history or whatever? I have to recheck it out again. It's been forever too. Check it out. Well, they're supposed to be making a new movie about it. That's what I heard. I hope so. A lot of people uh, didn't like that movie that they made back in the day. So I thought I, I thought it was okay. It's kind of Patrick Stewart in it. And, oh yeah, a lot of uh, a few stars. Yeah, Sting. Uh, I, I thought it was okay. I mean, you know, it's not it's not the best thing ever, but it's interesting. It, you know, it's not every day you see Patrick Stewart like leading a charge with a dog and a gun, like. Yeah, he was in a. He was in a. What was that movie? Excalibur. That's what I just said. Yeah, that movie was pretty good too. He was in for the king. For the king. I I love the ending because it's like uh like Galahad comes back. I said, man, this dude, this dude's not wearing armor. He comes back like kicking everybody's ass. Yeah, uh, Lancelot. He's just he comes out there screaming and shit. He's like, ah! <laughs> like a crazy homeless man. Fucking yeah, he did look like crazy shit. Man. <laughs> <laughs> he had fucked everything up. Well, that was probably yeah. His downfall was probably the best part of his because like when he was like being all heroic and shit when he first showed up, I was like, this dude's an asshole. But when he started, like you see his flaws, like he falls in love with like, King Arthur's wife. You're like, okay, well, that's kind of interesting. But you know, uh, was yeah, helpful. I guess, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, it fucking like, and everything went to shit, which is weird to me. It's like they they had it made. Why 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 did things have to go bad? You know, I don't understand. What maybe they maybe the the problem was is that he kind of stopped once he built Camelot in that movie. They kind of stopped. They just like the knights went out and they. Where like the police basically would go out and make sure the land was in order, but you know he I guess he got bored and like I don't know it's kind of weird. You know? It went dark real fast. Everybody, everybody and old, old Merlin's like, it is the doom of all men that they forget, and then he just kind of walks yeah, out. Merlin was like, oh. yes. a dream, yeah. um, a nightmare to others. <laughs> Apparently, that actor I can't remember his name. But apparently he had a real bad drinking problem. He liked to drink a lot and he liked to smoke a lot. I can believe that, yeah. You know the guy from the, the Trivago commercials? Yeah. He got busted for a DWI. Oh. Yeah. Oh, he on the wheel with his foot on the brake and a cop came and assessed the situation and found out that he was driving drunk. Oh, man. You know, that, I, knew this, I knew this guy that uh, – he was at a church's chick. I may have told this fucking story. I'm sorry if I have. He was at he's at a church's chicken and he was drunk. And and he goes in to order his chicken or whatever. And he goes back out to his truck and he backs his truck up into the church's sign. And it's the one over by the, where y'all used to live at. Oh. In Bellamy. And he knocks the fucking sign over in his truck. <laughs> and so he gets out and he starts walking. He goes back in because he's, you know, he's still waiting on his food. 
So, of course, they call the cops because they see this whole thing. And when they get there, they're like, we're arresting for DWI. And he's like, well, what do you mean? They're like, you ran into that sign, sir, and you're drunk. Like, we can smell it off of you. You're stumbling around. Say it like that. Drunk. Yeah, they're like, you're drunk. (laughs) And the the guy's like, uh, he's like, but I wasn't driving. Like, y'all came up here on me, and I'm not driving. I'm just minding my own business. You're in a vehicle, Doesn't that count? No, he was out of the vehicle. He was in it. He was in the. He was in the restaurant waiting on his chicken. Where was he? But, huh? <laughs> I know you heard what I said. I know you heard that shit. <laughs> he was in the churches waiting on his fucking chicken, and they showed up. <laughs> the police, they, the police showed up, and they they arrested him. And when the when the guy was getting into the squad car, he said, "How can you arrest me for this?" When I wasn't, I'm not driving. I'm in the store waiting. And they're like, yeah, but you were driving. And uh, anyways, that was the, that was the dude that uh, had to take this aptitude test to like see what kind of his uh, education level was. And he took the damn test drunk. He made a perfect score of zero. He got every <laughs> single question wrong. <laughs> and just totally fucked that all up. And I was like, why would you take that thing drunk? He's like, well, because he told me to take it. Like, I still like yeah. the time where you told me you saw this guy like praying, like praying not to go to prison. He's like, yeah, he's probably going to go to prison. And he's like outside. You yeah. see him. You took a picture of him like praying his ass off. Like, okay. Yeah. I snapped, don't- I snapped a picture of that dude. <laughs> like, don't let me go today. I don't know what he was doing. Like, it was right there in front of my window. And I'm just sitting there staring at him. And like, he almost like got on his knees to pray. And I was like, yeah, that shit's not going to help you. He's like, maybe you thought, maybe you feel bad about it. Maybe he's like, maybe you Pass. Totally shut down the power of God right there. It's like, no, God's not going to save you, man. Uh, unless, unless he, they're going to save that man at all. The only way it could happen, Aaron, is if he sent down a lightning bolt and he blew up the building. Like that's the only way that dude is fucking walking out of there. Dear God, like, burn this I'm place sorry. down. Yeah, it's pretty much what he was praying for. Somebody bring a bomb in here. Something bring, bring a bomb in here. I, you know the thing is, is like you know when it's time. Like why, why would you, if you know it's time, why are you trying to do that kind of shit? I mean, we're not going to stop. We're not going to say, oh, you know what? Obviously, this is bothering you, so we're just not going to, we're not going to take you to jail today. You know, obviously you're upset. <laughs> or, or they bring their kids in and they're like, well, nobody's watching my kids, and it's like, okay, yeah, we'll just problem. let you go. <laughs> can, can can you come back next time? No, we're fucking taking you. And we'll figure out what to do with your kids after the fact. Like, it's, it's just how it's going to go. Or, you know, it's time to go take a drug test, and they show up, like, right before we close. Wow. Because they hope that we'll turn them away. And then when they, when we're like, why didn't you take the test? It's like, well, I was turned away. And they wouldn't do it. I was there. It's like, God damn it, man. It's always fucking bullshit. But, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. But like I'm trying to call God into question. I was just saying that guy. And why would you? Why would that's a waste of a prayer? Why would God answer that dude? There's, there's other people. There's other people. It's like fly far, far away. Yeah, like little kids getting raped, like a Forrest Gump. He could be saving those kids versus this dude who's made very terrible life decisions. Shane ain't giving a fuck tonight. So I read this. You know, I read this thing about. I read online because I was thinking. You know, what the fuck do we say? to bums asking for money what do we what do, how do we deal with this because i'm getting tired it hasn't happened to me in a while but since they've started cracking down on all the uh the bum camps and the bums are kind of like on the move now 
they're moving further downtown. Like they're moving, they're not concentrated in one area like they used to be. So now, like today, I was just walking on my lunch break and like I probably saw like four or five bums. And it's like used to be in the past, you didn't see any. Now they're just kind of wondering. Johnson yeah. was driving home and they were busted down on the bump cap under a bridge or some shit. And John was like, yeah. they're busted them again. I was like, God, man. I mean, it's because, it, it, you know, I drive by one every morning on the way to work, and one night I saw somebody had a fire in their tent. One day. You could see the flames liquoring, you know, and it's like you're just asking for trouble. All that, ha- all that shit's highly flammable, and you're sitting under a fucking bridge. I mean, you know. Um, but, yeah, so I was looking online, and they say everybody pretty much agrees the best thing to do is to give the person eye contact and say, no, I can't give you anything. So the reason why I came across this, there was a story about this guy. He was a, uh, he was ex-military and, uh, but he was uh, British. Uh, he was like in the Royal service or whatever. And when he got back home, because he, he, he's like an adventurer seeker. He does like, he's the, he got the Guinness record for walking the entire length of the Amazon river. He's the only human that, or he's the first human to do that, to walk the whole, the whole length of the Amazon, Amazon, the Amazon river. And uh, so his next challenge was to try to be a homeless person for 60 days in London. And uh, he said at the end of the 60 days, he's like, y'all don't waste your money giving to these homeless people. You're wasting your money. Just just stop. (laughs) And it's just interesting how he reached that conclusion of after living with them for two months, it was like, you're not helping their situation by giving them money. Um, because they just turn around and they use the money for drugs. Like everybody, literally everybody he came in contact with, they were just trying to get money to score drugs. Like he didn't, yeah. he didn't meet one guy that was like, you know, oh, the, you know, somebody stole my land or I lost everything. It was always, uh, I need money for drugs. Yeah, that story is like one in a million. Yeah, yeah. So for every million Still. person that says. Uh, you know, for every one person that says, you know, I'm just on hard times, I lost my job and all this crap, there's a million more people that just want drugs. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what sucks, though, for the people that really do need the help. You know, what are they supposed to do? Well, it cracks, just like it does with the child care system. Or get a job. Or get a job. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't have you know. Even though they don't have, you know. <laughs> Well, then the problem gets to be when those people have kids, and so now the kids are brought up into it. What, what chance do they have, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just crazy. The whole bum thing is just – it's weird to me because growing up in, in Kearns, well, no, we had the $2 lady. Y'all remember $2 lady? Uh, actually, I, I'm pretty sure she had a place to live. Willie Jean? Yeah, but she she asked for $2 every time you saw her. She was poor. <laughs> no, Aaron, she'd go up to the gas station and get lottery tickets. Yeah, and she was uh, she was gambling that money away. But she was still- some of the teenagers, some of the teenagers we went to school with, had got her after she left out of the gas station, and they took the money out of her bra. She had like three hundred dollars or something in there. And she's going around begging for two dollars for everybody. Yeah, mom got tired of that shit. <laughs> well, yeah, it got to the point where we stopped answering the damn door. Like she come by him once. And oh, like, dude, she was okay. relentless. She'd be peeking all through the window, trying to, you know, holler our names out, <laughs> digging through our trash. Daniel, we were we were poor. We weren't we weren't like the wealthy. We weren't like the elite of Kearns. We were poor people. Like my mom was a single mother, one income, 
and Willie Jean is fucking digging through our trash. Like that's how disparity. That's how bad it was, you know. Like she's she's digging through poor people's trash. It's not like she was going to the rich neighborhoods and digging through their trash. She's digging through ours. It's like it's bizarre. I mean, I sure people weird, man. places, but I guess he had to pick y'all's place. Well, the thing is, well, in Kearns, there's no social welfare system. Like you, you ain't, if you can't get to town, if you can't get into Corsicana, I mean, you're fucked. You know, there's nobody to help. <laughs> and this lady was on foot, so she ain't walking her ass 16 miles to Corsicana. It just ain't gonna happen. So you know, her only social network or social uh, welfare system was to go around and beg for money, and. But she bought chewing tobacco. Like she'd be, she'd have a dip in her mouth. I'm like, can I get two dollars? And it's like, man, the fuck you? Why don't you give up the chewing tobacco? You'd have some money then, you know. Yeah. You got to have that chew. You got to dig through my fucking trash, man. <laughs> you got, you got to fucking dig through my trash. You got to walk into my yard and shit. You got to come talk to me. Fuck, just keep on walking. Talk you got to exist. You got to be taking up space yeah. out here. <laughs> well, and that's what most people do is they just ignore them, and the homeless people feel like they're not even human anymore because like, it's real bad. <laughs> like the, <laughs> the uh, <laughs> yeah, like mutants. The uh, <laughs> the X Men, the cartoon, they live in the fucking sewer. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. Yeah, they're those those uh, war Morlocks. They were they were uh, almost Morlocks. Um, <laughs> real life Morlocks. That's <laughs> no, really in New York. Like uh, the New York homeless problem isn't as bad like in other places I've seen. Like it's not as bad in L A. It's probably not as bad as Dallas. But in New York, the homeless people are like super ignored like they're not they're not even they're just part of the scenery like nobody fucking like that often too. they'll be walking up and down the street like playing guitars and shit yeah there was a guy playing violin today downtown had a little violin out was playing it had, had his dog with him too and uh, had, his, had his violin case open taking money he had him a guitar case yeah well he had him a violin case uh, a little violin so that's kind of cool. Little, little, little culture there for you, Aaron. How's your uh, Waco poetry shit going? Uh, well, it's not shit to me. <laughs> <laughs> how's your shit doing? <laughs> God dang, man! I heard, I heard one. Aaron recorded this late. I thought when you started the podcast, I thought you were going to be interviewing this poet. Like I thought you were going to be talking to this lady but instead you just recorded her what she fucking said on stage and i was yeah. like oh he's not gonna actually talk to this chick <laughs> well, I did, I afterwards, but i was just recording her work oh uh, what'd you talk to her about uh just you know when she's gonna be around and where she's uh gonna be at the time ahead you know nothing special i know her I know oh her. you didn't ask her like her inspiration or any of that bullshit no she's just a bitter old lady it sounded like she'd been listening to '80s rock songs. That's the yeah, she, I made, she made a couple of references, but I mean, a lot of her stuff was from personal experiences. Uh, she saw some trauma when she was in the uh, the military, and I don't mean like from war, just from like accidents and working in a hospital and stuff. And she's worked in other outside of the military, so she's she's seen some bodies getting messed up, and so she was talking about that a little bit. And she was also talking about relationships and enjoying a nice day. She's got some really good poetry. Somebody that that really knows how to put words on a page and, and make it sound. Make it sound good. Like eventually. All I heard was that who can it be now? <laughs> That's all you fucking heard. Who can it be knocking on my door? <laughs> Go away. 
Don't come down here. No. Fucking song, huh? <laughs> yep. The last, uh, the last like well-known poet that I can think of was Shel Silverstein. Like that's the last. Uh, y'all remember Shel Silverstein? <laughs> he said he had that poem, Daniel. That called, it was called the Unicorn. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Long ago, when the Earth was green, there's more kind of animals than you ever seen. Yeah. And <laughs> long for Lauren, God bless the unicorn or some bullshit like that. It's not out with, but all right. Well, you want to recite it, damn it? Did you know to make a token in the movie? But yeah, they're talking I saw about the that. story, but not you know, not the you know, about Lord of the Rings, but it's talking more about like how I grew up and all that stuff. So that yeah, might like be good. Like his time in, in World War One, I, I think, and like how that compares to Going into Mordor and all that shit. Yeah, uh, World War One was supposed to be like the most brutal war ever fought. You know, World War Two was were was bad because it went on for longer. But there were millions of people that died in a matter of weeks. Oh, World War One. Yeah, yeah. I think was that last night's episode where me and John were talking about that, Daniel. Yeah, it was last night's episode. <laughs> it's fucked up. You got to ask Daniel what you were talking about. <laughs> well, I mean. <laughs> A lot's happened since then. That was 12 hours ago, 24 hours ago. Um, 24, how long was it? <laughs> 24. We were talking about World War One and how basically I explained that, you know, the problem was the, the tactics for warfare at the start of that war were 200 years old. You know, you, you get your gun, you march at the enemy, and you shoot them until they're gone. It was, it was you, that. It was also the fact that you're dealing with – very sophisticated weaponry and no well, that's the problem you, you have these no old protection. tactics that are meeting new technology and you get fucked like big time i mean they had entrenchment and protection and all that shit but they, it still didn't save them from the fucking automated machine guns that were just yeah that was the problem you you can't march you can't like the red yeah, like, march into fucking machine gun enemy you, you ever watch some of the history channel like a lot of the bad stuff that happened british like when they're ordered to do something, they have to do it a certain way. They they can't like, oh, we can't change this. Uh, if we get ordered to do this, we have to do it. We can't do it. We can't change it up. And that's how like yeah. a whole bunch of them died. It's crazy. Well, yeah, because the Americans are just like hiding in trees and shit. Like we're just gonna we're just gonna cap you from over here. Yeah, to it. British man, they just if you ordered to, oh, you got to do a slow walk to this trench area. Oh yeah, they got machine guns and like. Five different areas. All right, good luck. And that was it. It was. Yep. Make sure to blow on your whistle and bang your fucking drums and blow on your flutes. Yeah. That way you can fucking well, let one, them know you're coming. Yeah. One, it was it was more about you know they they didn't have body armor. They didn't have any sort of protection against these weapons. And in World War Two, you know, yeah, they didn't have body armor, but they had much more sophisticated uh, movement under fire techniques, like. You know, these guys that were doing trench warfare, they, they knew by that time how to navigate through a trench and how to survive in those close quarters. And so in World War One, they didn't they didn't know how to fight in trenches and they didn't have ways to protect themselves against fucking flamethrowers and all that shit. They had those metal helmets and those gas masks that didn't do a damn thing. Yeah, did, did, did it like I think they had to get out of the hole. So they did. They, they had to choose either stay in the hole in the, in the trench get the mustard gas or shit and die or just get out of the trench and just lay on top. It yeah. I get shot. Hope for the best. Lay, laying in the mud. Yeah. It's just a misery, a misery of war. I don't know. After we had those two big wars, I don't know why we've kept the war machine pumping. You'd think people would be, would be tired of that shit, but I guess yeah, people forget. Over, man. Well, the, for the Nazis in Germany, it is. I mean, no, they pretty much no, I was talking about other wars and, and stuff. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, no, that, nobody right now is trying to take over the world. Like nobody's trying to conquer. Everything. I would say they're trying to take over the world, but the ter- uh, terrorist uh, cells are definitely trying to undermine. Yeah, but I, I think a lot of those, like in the Middle East, I think that shit started because we're exploiting a resource from them. Well, there's that. There's there's also the fact that they want to undermine Western doctrine and philosophy. Well, again, because we we're not from there, we don't live there, but we're coming to get their shit. Yeah, and they don't like it. You know, that's the reason. That's the whole yeah. reason behind. It. They we're infidels in their land, and they don't they don't like us there. And we're only there. Because they got a resource, we're not there to try to free the people. I mean, we're stop oh, dictators, huh? That's what I was doing there. I was there for to- yeah. Oh well, yeah. No, you you may have been, but that's not why Bush sent us over there. Sure, yeah, he was over there to get resources. You know, yeah. that's I mean, secure our interests. Yep. Yeah, that's all it was. And when you think about that, it's kind of like, well, you know, shit. There's other there's worse dictators. Like you could go to fucking Congo. And take out some badass fucking dictators if you wanted to really change things, um, you know. But I don't know. Whatever. What can you do? I guess go vote. You only got two parties to vote for. Nobody fucking vote third party. God damn it. Any new games you've been trying to check out, Shane, lately? Or not really? Well, that's what that's what prompted me to go to the bookstore tonight. I was looking at my games and like I was looking at the store. I was like, there's no fucking games out. There's nothing coming out that I want to play. There's nothing out now that I want to play. Uh, Sarah just got done playing uh, Red Dead Redemption. That one looks pretty good. Boy, we got strategy games now, you can always play. Now she's playing. Well, that's all I play is fucking old games. And Sarah, Sarah's playing. Uh, she's she's playing uh, Sekiro now. The uh, oh man, I heard that game was rough. Yeah, no, she says it's hard. It's it's one of the hardest ones. It's like it's made by the same company that makes Dark Souls and Bloodborne, but this one you're a samurai ninja instead of like a knight. Um, but so I've watched her play some of that. The last game that I, I mean, I played Halo Wars a couple times here recently. I've been playing Dragon Ball Fighter Z, um, Foo Fighter, but I don't. There's just nothing to. I don't. It's just no good game. Like there's the company that made The Witcher. They got a game coming out this summer. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to get that one. Uh, Mortal Kombat 11. I, I want to get that one, but I don't know if I'm going to pay 60 bucks for a game that I'll beat in a weekend. You know, because those games are super quick. Um, Steam sales. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's just I don't know, man. I don't know what the problem is. Why aren't there any good games? Like, what's going on? What am I missing? They're putting those microtransactions on them that people getting tired of that shit. Yeah, I guess so. Legit issue. Well, it's like my nephews and stuff are like super into Fortnite and uh, what's that other one? Anthem or Apex or something? Apex I think it's Legends. Apex. Yeah, Apex and those two games. It's like it's not. It, there's no story. Like there's no. There's no reason it's behind all this. Battle shit. Royale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all it is. It's just well, if I want Battle Royale, I'll go play Halo, where I can ride in cool equipment and shit, or, or uh, Harry, you know. Huh? For an hour. Oh. What are you trying to say? You saying you want us to wrap it up? It's over an hour, man. That's what right. Well, let's uh give uh give give everybody your shout out, Aaron. Uh I, I still need to do that. Send me your link because I can actually see the I'll I'll send it to you, Daniel. I'll get you I'll get you the link. Yeah. This is Aaron Rollins. My podcast is Southeast Third. Keep an eye out for my uh, my podcast as we discuss the uh, Central Texas Art Collective and the events going on here in Waco, Texas. Which you haven't you haven't really done. <laughs> <laughs>
He's like, he's be like, I'm gonna do it soon. <laughs> well, he's, he keeps talking about it. He's gonna talk about this fucking thing. He's only done one episode on it. But, you know, do you want do you want Big Beefin to cover it? Do you want us to talk about? Oh no, no, I do not. <laughs> Are you going to that? Uh, the Waco is like, what? We, then we get bored. Is like, what are we doing here again? <laughs> Uh, yeah right. How the fuck are we here, Aaron? Are you doing? Are you going to that Easter thing this weekend? Man, I don't know. Okay. Uh, well, uh, Daniel, you got any shout out? You want to uh, put this stuff out there? Or anything? I'm not much. I'm just watching your show. I'm hearing your show and everybody. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining in this time. Um, I don't know when we're going to have a guest on. I'm I'm probably going to try in the next week or so to get Eddie back on here again. That'd be cool. Um, yeah, and uh, so check us out. We're on Twitter at bbeefin, and we got a Facebook group now, Big Beefin. And uh, yeah, we're doing it. We're keeping it real. So everybody, have a good night. Good night, everybody. Bye, John. <laughs>